This is episode 117 of your favorite podcast of the Dawson D Show with sports science guru and founder of readiness wellbeing platform, Simon Carney. Simon has been one of the best in the sports science game for over 20 years, working with the biggest names in Australian sport to help them be the very best in their field. If you think we're lying, well, how's this for a resume? Simon spent time as a strength conditioning coach at Melbourne Football Club in the AFL and the Melbourne Tigers in the NBL. He spent time on the tennis circuit as head trainer for Aussie tennis star Alicia Mollick. He was the head of sports science at Melbourne Storm under the great Craig Bellamy and was the sports science manager at the St Kilda Football Club in the AFL. Since conquering every sport in Australia and working with names such as Billy Slater, Nick Rewell, Andrew Gaze and Cameron Smith, Simon has since founded a wellbeing platform with the creator of Jayco Caravans, Jerry Ryan, with the goal to completely transform the way schools, businesses and sports clubs approach performance and wellness of their students and staff. If you're a sports lover, you may also love episodes 102 with Paralympian Don Elgin, episode 95 with Essendon great James Hurd, and who could forget episode 116 with the Tiger King himself, Matthew Richardson. Guys, please don't forget to leave a five-star review over on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, but for now, enjoy this chat with the legend himself, Simon Cohn. How are you feeling, Dan? Good, mate. I'm uh, full of beans, just like our guest is today. How are you, Doss? Uh, I'm feeling good, firstly, but I'm also really, really intrigued because today's episode is going to be somewhat of different than we've had over Definitely. the last couple of weeks. So we'll introduce our guest, Simon Carney. Welcome to the Dawson D Show, mate. Boys, thank you for having me. Oh, mate, pleasure to have you. We're really excited and we've been talking off air and got a little bit of a glimpse into what you do. But for the listeners, can you tell us a little bit about what you're currently doing? Well, I, uh, I'm founder of a business, Readiness, um, readiness.org.au. We've a workplace wellbeing program. We've got our um, uh, school program starting next year. But um, I met the great man, Doss, <laughs> over here. Years ago at the Saints, we'll get back to readiness in a second, me sure. in a sec, but boys, well done on everything you guys Thanks, are doing. Mate. Oh, Incredible. thank you, mate. Appreciate yeah, it. It's nice to know someone's noticing uh, <laughs> <laughs> the hard work. No, we appreciate it, mate. No, mate boys, uh, you're doing, doing very well, both here and, and, and the other stuff that we're chatting about before. But no, so come from a world of elite sport for 20 odd years and, and sort of bought all those practices out of. Uh, Generic well-being and holistic well-being, and brought it out to sort of to the real world. So, so you mentioned uh, Saints. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's how we know each other. What were you doing at the Saints? St Kilda Footy Club in the yep. AFL. Yep. yep, yep. So uh, head of sports science there. Um, so looking after players' well-being and their workloads and conditioning and recovery and all that type of stuff for about seven or eight years. And Melbourne Storm before that as a fitness coach and sports science there and tennis tour for about five or six years with Alicia Mollick. Um, wow, really? Which was, wow. Which was great. And um, looking Jeez, after we're, our... we're going to be going yeah, this, everywhere this today. Is great. I'm very excited. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and then looking after the junior program there as well. So all the best juniors were, it's a bit different now. Uh, this The structure at Tennis Australia now, but uh, they're all based in Melbourne. But I am old. And then um, <laughs> uh, in the NBL before that, Looking after the Melbourne Tigers fitness and the Melbourne Footy Club around there, so that was sort of back till two thousand. You've been um, here, there, and everywhere by the sounds. So <laughs> good stretch in elite sport, but sort of bought all that learnings and teachings and strategies of looking after athletes and performance, and brought it out to to the real world and school kids, which is which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm really looking forward to diving into readiness, but before we do, you said two thousand, you kind of started, so. Mm. In sports science itself, I was seen telling you off hours. That was my uh, degree at uni, which I didn't didn't really enjoy. Had that doing. go, D. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to say, how many, that's, everyone does that degree now, don't they? It's, well, boys, this is, and I found out this stat. I'm about to tell you, I found out this stat about two weeks before finishing my degree. And to be honest, if I hadn't known this stat going in, it was probably a reflection of how it's not serious I took it, but. I was at Ballarat Uni, did exercise and sports science, 97 to 99. About three? Yeah. yeah. Right <laughs> out, um, and I think about 120 or so started the course in first year. I reckon 75 of us graduated. Wow. And wow. I was very lucky. I was one of about five, I think, to get like a job in elite sport or in what you want to do. You, yeah. want, you go into sports science to sort of work with elite players and you've got all the big dreams. And Yeah. Well, I thought I was after your job. I thought I'll walk into some good at footy club in a couple of years. This is 2018. And you look around, you're like, gee, there's, a, there's thousands Ooh. of students here. And, yeah. they, and they would pull you aside at the end of class or at the end of the year and say, well – do you want the good news or the bad guys? The bad news guys, and uh, most of the time they're saying, "Well, most of you are not going to get a job in what you want. If yeah. you do want to work in the industry, you probably should, you know, look at the elderly because that's your most likely yeah, option." And really all these or police, fo- like police, fo- yeah. like when, so the police force lot taught PE, which was great. Yeah, too. 
Yeah, a lot but became yeah, teachers. A lot, a became, lot teachers. became teachers. Yeah. Scary facts, it, but um, it's very much like it reminds me of like being an actor. Everyone wants to. to no. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth sitting across from us. No, no. Um, Far from it. <laughs> but like everyone is fighting for the same job. Yeah, everyone 100%. wants the same gig. And 100%. I remember even you. You were doing the degree. Yeah. But you even knew yourself how hard it was going to be to get a job. Well, yeah. And then you realize the people that are truly, truly passionate about it rather than I'm at uni for the sake of being at uni mm. because well, I'm interested in sport and maybe I could go into this path. But talk to us a little bit about how that industry has evolved from your time and starting it to sort of the time when you've, yeah, I suppose, exited it. Yeah. yeah. It's um, one degree or your undergrad's not enough. Yeah. Like, and, you know, we, we would get like literally hundreds of CVs on your desk every year for the next wave wanting to come through mm. and work in sport, whether it was back in the basketball days or the tennis days or rugby or AFL. You know, you need, need to at least do a postgrad. So I sort of figured that out early 2000s. Yep. Did my postgrad in, in rehab because you just got to keep adding strings to the bow as you go and up doing a master's as well. So you know, a three-year undergrad degree in sports science okay. is like the bare minimum. And I've always tell students too to push yourself, don't, don't take the easy option of getting field work experience down at your local gym yep. and all the rest. Like push yourself and, and, and travel into state. You won't get paid for it, but go and try and get some, make some coffees for the head fitness guys in elite sport and just start there and build yeah. your way mm. in and do the hard yards. And my, you know, my first wage wages and hours at Melbourne footy club back in 2000, I remember we just, Melbourne had played Essendon in the grand final 2000. Bombers, I was a mad Essendon fan growing up. Bombers had smashed the Ds. You didn't walk in there with your gear on, did you? No, no. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, Had some Bombers beanie on yeah. as he goes and gives Jeff White a rub down. Yeah. You know? And I oh, was doing like 40 hours a week for not a lot of pay sort of thing. And then my boss there at the time, great, great guy, 40, was um, – uh, introduced me to Melbourne Tigers. So I was head fitness coach of the Melbourne Tigers, which was full-time was like 15 hours a week. But so this is when the sport's getting more professional. Yeah. yeah. So at 2000, sort of 205 in that era there. Okay. But even then, like my days at, the, at Melbourne Footy Club, there was only two or three of us in the whole department. And, and yeah. Josh, you know now with your time mm. at the Saints, there's a dozen yeah. Yeah. across there. It's, it's unbelievable. And even looking back what we were doing there, part of my role, it's changed so much as well in terms of, especially technologies, mm. GPS analysis, blood analysis, movement analysis, power analysis. It's all just gone through the roof. But you know, the methods of training and those sort of the the old school values of resilience in training it, 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 are still there now. Mm. And, and it's um, I've been fortunate enough to go to a number of sports with that as well. And but those sort of characteristics are, are the same all the way th through you go. But um, to answer your question, yeah, it's it's evolved a lot. The requirements to get in and make a difference have gone up now. So mm. you've always, you know, you can you can easily look at a dozen years worth of of education. You know, once you finish year twelve, to sort of really get into your specialist wow. area. Yeah. What is the point of difference? I'm assuming now because technology is so much more advanced, there is more jobs. I don't know. Is there more jobs? But um, if so. How, what is the point of difference for you? Like, well, was it a connection, or were you were you lucky that you your CV did stand out? What 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 is? I the... think firstly Ballarat boy. So went to went to uni at Ballarat, St Pat's boy back there. Got into yeah the exercise science at Ballarat Uni and went down and did about a day a week for a year at Essendon Footy Club. Lived on a brother's couch, and he knew one of the fitness guys, Andrew Russell, Jack, who who is at Carlton now, and great success oh, yeah. at Port Adelaide and Hawthorne. Hawthorne so yeah, knew knew Jack really well. He's a Ballarat boy as well, so sort of jumped on Jack's back at uh, at the, at uh, Essendon, sort of for that year of ninety uh, nine, I think it was. And again, just to sort of learn, and yeah, you know, you're bright eyed and bushy tailed, and you, what is all this about? And yeah. that was that little bit of experience there, and some stuff I was doing at the VIS. On the CV, looked good when I was interviewed at Melbourne. Um, I knew no one at Melbourne and, and, and got a part-time uh, assistant gig there, which was sort of part-time, but it was 40-plus hours a week. As it always is. As it is. Yeah. You do the hard yards. But I wouldn't take any of it back. Like, you know, we were chatting before, boys. I had mates, you know, living with great mates who I'm still great mates with now from school, and they all sort of did the overseas thing, and they took off for two or three years, and I'm still, you know, back working a couple of jobs to try and uh, better myself, but... Yeah, I wouldn't have had the experiences I've had the whole way through and, and the business now that mm. if it wasn't for that, if I had taken that choice and took off and, and done that, you know, I'd 
don't know what I'd be yeah. doing. But um, yeah, there's there's more jobs, and certainly out of COVID too. Like wellbeing's massive now. Like it's yeah. huge, not only in sport but in in business and school and education, everything now. And it's been highlighted, I think, with COVID. But anyone with skill sets of being able to look after others, whether it's a mentoring role or coaching role, physical health, mental health, whatever, it's it's a wave that is just gathering momentum, which is great. Yeah. Now in 2022, let's talk. We'll talk about the different aspects of what you do with the schools and the businesses, but just staying on the athlete side of things for now, when you look at the high performance as a whole, it's more than just turning up on the weekend in sport I'm talking about and and performing. So talk to us really what high performance means and the different aspects of it. Yeah, high performance, it's very holistic. You know, even we were discussing before around the difference between 2000 and 2022 was all very much physical back sure. then. You know, how you how are your calves, how are your quads, your hammies, your joints yeah. and all the rest. Now it's it's how's your sleep, how's your yep. emotional status, how's your family situation, how's your study going. It's not as one-dimensional as it was. And, sure. and the decision makers in high-performance sport, the good ones understand that and they treat the athlete like a human being and understand that sport and the time within – within the four walls of the footy club or the basketball club or whatever it is, is only part of the, of the, of the picture. So, and then that kind of was one of the decisions and one of the, uh, the, the foundation pieces of why we developed readiness was so often I was seeing in my last few years in sport is that so many non-physical aspects were dictating the performance outcomes of the athletes. So wow. Now, one thing we're really good at, really good in Australian sport is we assess everything, and so GPS analysis is massive. We know how far they've run, how quick they've run, their accelerations, their decelerations, yeah. changes of direction, just in a game, but also in training, and all that's very methodical in how you line that up, and produce and implement their workloads throughout the week, in season, out of season, and so on and so forth. Then there's also, you know, urine analysis, hydration analysis, blood analysis for muscle soreness. We're checking sort of uh, any imbalances in strength left or right side so you're yep. always trying to predict things and be proactive in in uh, preventing injuries and keeping players out on the track and knowing how far to really push them to the edge and being able to push them over the edge too but sending players over the edge from a physical point of view is, is actually a good thing because you know that they're fit and you know that they're experiencing that 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 level of uh, output and the, their resilience goes up so often I was seeing the physical parameters are fantastic, and they're, but they're not performing. So why are they not performing? And it's all around you know, their emotional health, their mental health, their sleep health. And as you guys probably know, if you're worried about stuff or, or there's other areas of your life not, not going so well, one of the first things to go is you sleep. You can't mm. sleep. It's on your mind. So, you know, so often we're going, we need to look at many other areas of these athletes' life in order to understand them and then provide uh, support for them, intervene nice and early and get, get expert help and education to them so that the final product is they'll perform better, yeah. not only on the weekend during a game, but during training and at home and, you know, in their social and connection aspects as well. So it's, uh, it's a lot more holistic now yeah. as it was back in the day. How much can players get away with it now? Because it no, sounds yeah. like it's very, you know, uh, even just being at the Saints with you for that short couple of years, it is very much dot the I's, cross the T's. Mm -hmm. Like it's very much that. And now with technology, with readiness, there is, you know, players generally, they, they want to come in, get out, you yeah, know, yeah. because they want to live their life as well as work. But is, has that been a challenge too for some yeah, in I, some organisations you've worked with? I reckon it's too it's, – it's almost swinging back the other way now. We, we, yeah. I, th I think it was getting too technical for a while there um, yeah. and the players are almost too robotic. And for them to perform, whether it's on the field or off the field or with their family, they need to have a life. Like that's yeah. the thing. And it's no different, you know, with you boys with – with work and with any of us with our work and our family and our friends and, and everything else, we need – you can't be so gung-ho and so – you have the blinkers on so much because you, A, you're going to miss everything else that's going past, but also you're going you're not going to learn as much and you're not going to be as, as whole of a person. So I think it was getting out of hand there a little bit in professional sport in terms of how much we had to track and the pushback from players was getting high as well. So, you know, if you, you give them a, a bit more, more rope, and, and that trust is in there, well, then you're going to get it back in spades as well. Mm. Um, so I think, you know, even the AFL Players Association now, you know, they've, they've stepped in. It's becoming a bit more US-like um, with US pro sport. You know, you, you, there's only certain things that you can track players with and when to communicate with them. Hopefully we don't get 
that far. That's 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 a next level. But I think it's a good thing. You know, leave players alone in the off season. Let them mm. let them relax and unwind. Let and Jordan to go. go to Bali. <laughs> 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 Just put the phones away, boys. That's yeah, right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. You mentioned too. So I'm interested. Like you've obviously worked at elite levels, and I presume that working in these elite environments, coaches and the higher ups are aware of the importance of all these, the holistic side of yep. somebody's well-being. I'm thinking of the local person that plays local sport on the weekend, which sounds ridiculous when you're comparing with elite athletes, but there's still pressure. There's still... It's not different. Yeah, it, mm. it's still... There's still even people that aren't getting paid. You almost sit back and go, this is ridiculous. Like mm. we're getting screamed at or we're, <laughs> we're putting in so much time for this for no reward. Yeah. Um, <laughs> why do we do this other than the, the love of kicking a ball around with our mates? But the coaches probably don't care or track or monitor the holistic side, they only yeah. care about the physical side yeah, of things. Yeah, so yeah. how many sort of local coaches and local people with power teachers that are actually aware of the importance of all these other areas? Probably not enough, I, I would think. So, you know, you look at really good point there, D, was, was the best coaches I've been across in sport uh, have been teachers themselves mm. at, at school. They're, for me, they're the ones because they know how to communicate. They look at more, they look at the athlete or the person's, uh, you know, whole life as opposed yeah. to just just there. And, you know, in the sub-elite or, the, you know, the local footy, they've, you, you haven't got them full-time as well. So in elite, you've got them eight hours a day True. and you can do a lot more with them mm. um, and they're getting paid a lot more to do yeah. it. And then you've got specific people in those in four walls to do that job around well-being. So, yeah, the local coaches and all the rest have got, might have, you know, hour and a half, Tuesday and Thursday night yeah. to tune you up for a Saturday game. I'm assuming they go through the priority list and it's not, not, that, high, not that high, unfortunately. But mm. what, we can, what we do know now is that if you look at them holistically, you're going to get more out of them as well. And, and back on that comment with the teachers, some of the other best coaches I've worked with are the ones who – not a father figure, but they they can go to them for other yeah. other issues as well. Yeah, Craig Bellamy, great example. Mick Malthouse, great example. Yeah, Brett Ratton was a great example at the Saints as well. Jason Stoltenberg in tennis is a, is a great example. Stoltz technically awesome um, with his tennis knowledge and movement on at, at, from a from a coaching point of view of tennis, but just as good off the court with the players of all ages as well, from you know little you know, twelve year olds through to Leighton Hewitt. The good coaches understand, respect and communicate in the way with their athletes uh, as a whole being, not just what's the result going to be, the final siren after the game. Mm. Yeah, there's mm. a lot more to it now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'd love to know that this is probably a bit of – and you, maybe you can share yours too because I know you've got probably – the times are all right. What's the best – because you're an athlete yourself. <laughs> I know. That's – very loosely based there. No, but you're you like <laughs> weekend warrior. Yeah, court, you're yeah. A, you're a good runner. Oh, or, yeah. Used to be. Yeah. But what's what's maybe some of the best times that you've ran in the past? Oh, mate, I was more speed. I'm, Were you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I um, Ballarat boy, Lake Wendaree, six k. That was sort of the the go to for all of us. I think I got under twenty five minutes a couple oh, of times. That's pretty good. But probably didn't walk for a week afterwards. <laughs> um, mate, I, yeah, I was sort of a St Pat's boy. We were big in the Footy at St Pat's there, so we used to play against Assumption and all yeah, those. Yeah, big so schools. back pocket plumber, I'd pick up the, I'd pick up the quick resting rover um, <laughs> and just basically stick on him. Now running all right, yeah. Well, that's the thing. I sort of got to, I got to uni and going, you know what? I'm not going to be any good as an athlete in at footy or any sport. So I may as well try and get in as a um, as a fitness coach. Yeah. So um, mm. that and I sort of retired from any formal sport at about. God, I reckon it was 2021 because as in 20 years of age, 21 years of age. It's funny. I reckon we all come to a realisation. Like, I, I reckon my <laughs> realisation. This isn't going where I thought it was. I, really I, I reckon I was about 15 <laughs> and I was laying in bed one night. It was about 11 o'clock and I started to realise, no, I'm not going to play for the Bulldogs one day. <laughs> <laughs> I went, went down to dad and, in tears and dad, it's not going to happen. And dad tapped me on the back and he went, no, I know. <laughs> like, he goes, I've been there too, mate. Yeah, like, yeah, so yeah, I went and got yeah. my sports management degree and yeah, went and worked at it. Right, 100%. Yeah, well, you do. It hits yeah. you and you go, well, I was the same. I got, got a gig at Melbourne Footy Club and gone, well, geez, those days are, I was playing footy at Lake Winderoo with yeah. mates back in Ballarat and, and thought, yeah, no, no, it's uh, – yeah. 
for the for the, the pie, truth hurts. The, yeah, <laughs> the, the coke and the and the four and twenty pie that the club pay uh, after the game ain't going to cut it. So yeah, uh, I'm off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit more about readiness. So we've touched a little bit about what it does. Can you mm-hmm. talk to us a bit more about the functionality inside it when somebody yep. actually invests in it? Yep. Or, or what? How does it work? Um, so again, it's a it's a end to end digital platform. One thing that we did when we started readiness. So Jerry Ryan, who owns Jayco and a, and a number of other businesses, Jerry's. Uh, yeah, part owner of Melbourne Storm and, and Doss, you know, Jerry's influence at, at St Kilda Footy Club as well. So I had a good mentorship with Jerry for about 10 years. Uh, he said, let's, you know, let's start a business together, 219. We didn't, we hadn't heard of COVID at this stage. So uh, I said, mate, these strategies of, of, of intervening and assessing holistic well-being with the players, let's bring it out to the real world. First thing we wanted to do though with our passion of sports science is, okay, we, we need to know that we're measuring and assessing and educating in the right areas. So yeah. the first thing we did was partner with Swinburne Centre for Mental Health, who have been fantastic. And we've got, we want to, I said to them, I want to know what are the uh, most influential and heaviest weighted factors for us, for human beings at work and away from work that uh, the impact it has on our well-being. So we've kind of cracked that code, which was good. It's sort of like the old... Secret 11 herbs and spices of the KFC chicken. We've got our recipe yeah. there now, yeah. which is gold, and a lot of research gone into that. And so basically, you, you know, you, we've got surveys and self-assessments that businesses and or employees fill out. Um, takes 30 seconds to fill out. So you you can pinpoint the areas of your life that you need to put some energy and effort into. Cool. And then just as important, the areas of your life that you're going really well in as well because okay. um, you want to maintain that, obviously. Sure. You know, that's you're, you're on the app. I'm a really big believer in letting the baker bake the bread. So mm-hmm. we know what we're good at. We'll paint the picture of what's going on and got a stack of our own resources across all the topics in there as well. But we go out and partner with great organisations and they put their resources on the platform as well. So, you know, Beyond Blue and oh, Smiling Mind and all the yeah, you know, that's be- really benefit, good. you know, the benefit of coming out of sport. We've got, um, you know, allymiles.com.au. We've got the Good Nutrition Co, Peak Sleep to Elite. So a lot of the partnerships and friendships have made in sport in sleep and hydration and nutrition and exercise and well-being uh, are on board as well. So you know you're getting the best of the best. And so, you know, you might fill a survey out and whatever areas you're lacking in, we send you straight away resources and referrals um, to help you improve in those areas. Huge resource library. We've got about 300 resources on the platform across all things sleep health, physical health, mental health. Um, and we've got a buddy system as well, which is one part is really important. So I don't know how many times in the past 20 odd years, you know, you've had a conversation with a player about whatever, you know, an injury, um, their mental health. And, you know, they, they may have filled a quick survey out that, that tracks the data on that, yep. but they're more, especially blue collar, middle-aged male types are very mm. much in this, in this zone is going, you know, I, I just want that human connection on my wellbeing journey. So we've got a messaging system that you can pick it, choose a buddy. So you boys oh, cool. might work together. Neither of you are counselors or psychs, but D you can see DOSs, DOSs you can see D's data. You can have a secure conversation on the platform. Hey mate, not feeling great. Can we grab a, grab a coffee at two okay. or the other way? You know, you may not you'd be going, Hey, mate, I'm noticing you're, you're not yourself, you know, and even your data's even showing you this. Come on, let's let's go and chat. So, so what what can they see? Like on, so what can they visibly see of if I if I can see what D's doing? Am I can, seeing his exercise? Am I seeing? You can his, see all his all his results of his wow. surveys of, of his mental health, sleep gotcha. health. So you can track him. Like, like a how mate, often am like I filling mate. out these questions? You can do it once a week, twice a week, however okay. you want to do. We can customize all that as well. Um, so you've got you can have that that human connection on your on your on your journey as well. So awesome. it's all That's around really sort of self assessments. Buddy system, or, you know, advocate or buddy system, having that human connection and resourcing and referrals. So it's that full end to end that is very much mimics what we would do in the in the elite world. And then obviously, you know, if you're struggling a little bit, you want to be able to nip it in the bud nice and early before it gets too big. Now that could be a lower back, or it could mm. be you're not sleeping well because of whatever issues at right. home or whatever. But if you can, you can really highlight the areas of your life from a holistic point of view that. We're going, oh, geez, I'm not, I'm struggling in this area. What can I do about it? Uh, we've got a stack of resources there to, to help you educate yourself as well. So, one thing I'm really passionate about as well is that if you've got, if you want to make a positive behavior change in your life, that's going to stick over time. Like, how many times have we gone, right, January 1, I'm going to get fit? Yeah. Mid Feb, 
You're five kilos heavier. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> or you get that text from your mates. Hey, we're going to the pub. Do you want to come? We're on. Oh, of yeah. course. The horse is bolted. Yeah. yeah. So mm. if you can, if you can have a, you can have a little bit, a, a level of education about that behaviour change you're trying to change. It's going mm. to go a long way into that sticking over time. And you've got that little weekly reminder or twice a week little reminder. Going, hey, check in with yourself. Remember, we've got to do this. Here are some resources and, and some education to help you. And when it gets to us, if it gets to a stage, you know what? I need to see someone about this. Um, we've got all those, all the experts in there as well. So, so you don't need to be part of a team or a business or a corporate structure to do this. Anybody that's listening, that's hey, this is of interest to me. I want to do this. They can sign up today. We're B two B at the moment. Okay, so B2B, yeah, yeah, so with businesses now. So get on to your to your managers. But we'll, we're we're looking at going to uh, individuals soon. Okay. Yeah, it, it's come along quite quickly too. Well, yeah, like it's yeah. How has that been for you? Right, like you've gone from working in a sports club all your mm. life. In this industry, to now essentially, you are, you know, you're, you're you're in the thick of becoming a founder and running a business. Like, how's that yeah, change been yeah. for you? It's oh, it's huge. Like, it's the biggest learning curve I've done in, yeah, the last three years have, have been pretty full on. So it's um, throwing COVID, you know. Oh yeah, and throwing COVID. It's uh, I'm great. We got the support of, of Jerry, uh, Paul Francis is the other co-founder. So when we were building the strategy and the foundation of the business, you know. You need the tech expert in as well. So Paul was the head of tech of one of Jerry's businesses, so he's on full time as well, and a, and a partner. Um, and we've got a you know a number of great staff now as well. But yeah, huge learning curve. Like it, it's a big learning curve going from say NBL into AFL or yeah. AFL into NRL. Yeah. You sort of I went to Storm and I'd never ever seen a game of rugby league in my life. Never seen it before. Yeah, yeah it was like I couldn't believe. My God, these blokes are incredible. But yeah, like, you break the sport down into its fundamentals. And I know, yeah, it's it's sometimes not a bad thing getting a fresh set of eyes from a novice in that in that sport mm. to sort of help improve performance. So, and it was I kind of a, attacked this whole business side of things in that way. The whole the whole foundations and the content and the the well being side was I was really comfortable with and really easy with. But it's the business acumen and the the marketing and the all this. I'm going, oh my God, I'm just a, I'm just a fitness coach. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> doing this stuff. Um, but oh, it's been awesome, and it's like it's like my third child. You, uh, yeah, yeah, you live and breathe it, and then you know, every time we get another staff member on, I take a deep breath and go, "Oh, thank God!" <laughs> so <laughs> we're up to about that? seven or eight staff now, which is gold, and wow. they're all awesome in, in what they do. And, wow. and working in well-being, it, it, we're really big on having genuine staff members, and they're all just so good. Yeah, huge learning curve. You're not taking on any staff, are you? We might be doing a bit more in this, this social <laughs> Sounds like a lovely place involved. to work. Yeah, it's, it's a very wholesome. It's rewarding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's definitely. It's, um, yeah, I mean, some, yeah, we hear some horrific stories that we, I don't want to talk about here, no, but sure. with, with staff and, and, and clients and stuff like that in terms of how we've helped them around suicide, and which has been like it just brings you to tears. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially during COVID, with horrific stuff. So we know, yeah. You know, I say to my staff, put your head on the pillow at night, knowing that you know what we've we're making some big inroads yeah. here with people's mental health and well-being. And then, whenever you sort of talk about kids, you know, we're focusing on primary schools with our readiness for school platform, which starts next year. Yeah, you know, that's a whole different level. Yeah, you know, you've got blank canvases there who yeah. need to build resilience, and and so if we can we can build their their toolkit and their armory of resilience from that young age. Well, by the time they get to uh, to our age, they're, they're a lot more ahead of the, the curve than we would have been at yeah. that same age. So, 100%. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. No, you go. I was going to say. So you're so nice to each other, <laughs> No, you go. Yeah, you go, darling. Um, <laughs> it's been – so you said it's been – obviously you're three years into this journey. Mm. For the early – Groups of data that you've seen, what surprised you in areas that people, the, the greater population are really struggling with or yep. lacking or, yeah? Um, definitely now is job demands is huge okay. and it's across the board. We've got, because we treat the individual and the human, we don't, you know, they just happen to be a lawyer or they happen to be a, a blue collar in manufacturing sure. or they happen to be a baker or whatever. We've got a really di diverse list of clients. But the same things across all the board and is, is job demands is everyone's okay. pretty tired, especially this time of year. It's the burnout stage of year. Mm. We always get to this stage of the year. What is improving certainly that we're seeing with our data is the well-being knowledge of the leaders in the organisation. So, you know, leadership's going up, which is good. Yeah, culture. And everyone sort mm. of talks about what is culture. Well, it's culture for me is quite easy. It's caring about those around you. Let's just keep it really simple. So if you've got that level of empathy, well, then... Yeah, I, I sort of always people always ask me about the Mel why is Melbourne Storm always known as what's with their culture? Well, it's because Frank Panisi and Craig Bellamy are 
they care about the staff just as much as they do about the players and you don't want to let them down. So you just go the extra mile for yeah. them um, and you feel part of the team. And we want to build that culture and get that culture in uh, in all the businesses that we work with. But, yeah, certainly staff shortages is taking its toll and you throw in floods and all this other stuff. But, yeah. Um, but what we do see is one of the measurements we look at is is attitude or resilience, and that and that once they've been on, and you can you can start self caring a bit more uh, and and build on those tools and the toolkit to look after yourself and look after those around you. Um, that attitude and that that uh, mindset starts improving over time as well. I'm sure you would have definitely when you're approaching an organisation, and they are it, it might be very much old school macho blue collar um, old way of thinking. But what have you had much kickback? You know, from from in particular leaders in organisations because maybe they do fob off the whole mental health thing or the well no they're here to do their job. Have yeah, you had much kickback. Yeah, uh, not too much. It's been okay. But what what we kind of learned early days and look, not a lot of positives came out of COVID for anyone, but some positives that came out of for us from a technology point of view was during one of the lockdowns, we wanted the ability to be able to switch, say, surveys off if you don't want to do a survey. Um, and he didn't want it, the buddy system. He just wanted all the resources because we're all different. So, mm. you know, some people go, you know what? I just want to. That was bizarre. Yeah, you're in sync. I know. Yeah. That's how you live mm. together. Yeah. <laughs> we're hungry. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sorry, but having that ability to yeah. customize the employee's experience on readiness was really important. So we, we were able to, we were able to do that with the technology and be able to customize and switch. Surveys on and off and buddy systems on and off, but making sure everyone's got all the resources and referrals on there. And you can imagine when I was the same back in, you know, your age, we'd be going, oh, just, yeah, I, I, I need that human support and I need the resources. Or some people are going, I really need to self-assess and see where I'm at. I want to do that on my own. I don't need a buddy, um, but I want the resources or you got the full end to end. So we've, we've been able to make sure that's locked in, which is great. But yeah, you, you're always going to get some organizations or some leaders within organizations who aren't quite as proactive in their own well-being or in uh, and therefore not spreading the love in that area but what we do unfortunately you know what you do find is some business leaders the, the really really good ones who really care about the health mental physical sleep health of their staff is if they've gone through it themselves mm. or they've had you know some 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 issues and catastrophes within their life with others as well, and they and it's like that, it's like that lightning bolt moment. Oh, geez, actually, hang on, we need to do something about this. So, another probably positive coming out of COVID is now you know from legislation's changing now, so you you need to be able you need mm. to look after your staff from mm. a, from a mental health and wellbeing point of view. So, yes, organisations will come through and and workplace will come through and do your OH and S checks to make sure physically no one you know that crane up there is not going to hit anyone, yeah. and you're not going to slip. But now it's radio. Well, what are you doing about the well-being and the mental health of your of your staff? Um, so that's been a really plus, a good plus that's come that's out awesome. of come, come out of that. So if you're not into it as a business leader yourself, well, you're going to have to be pretty soon. Yeah, you complied. So, you got to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, outside of those sort of legalities that people have to, unfortunately, it sounds bad, but saying ticking off that mm. you know businesses have to do. So I'm thinking now again. Because we actually had a great conversation just before a coffee. Um, we're talking about mental health and the oversaturation of the market, mm. and now it's a bit cloudy. With another business owner, with another business mm. owner, and and it was a really interesting discussion. But a lot of people of the older generations roll their eyes a little bit. Yep. Um, so I'm thinking of the authoritarian coach or the ruthless business owner. They don't really give a shit as long yeah. as you get your thirty and kick two, or you're yeah. hitting their sales targets or yep. whatever. So how do you actually say to them that's a Ahead of a big organization with 30, 50, 100 staff members underneath them, how do you actually pitch the importance of the whole? Yeah. Good thing for us is we've got, we, you know, some people might be data led. So we deal with a lot of data as well. So you can, you can, we can show them case studies across different sectors of the effects of improvement over time in, in resilience or in, 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 general well-being and the return on investment with performance at you know, absentees and presentees and figures drop. So, you know, for every employee that may leave due to whatever reason, you know, it's it's six to nine months that you lose trying to, you know, to retrain someone else up or mm. spread that workload over all your other workers. And that's going to have a negative effect on everyone as well. So, you know, we've got great examples now of, of production going up within organisations who've been with us now for you know a year or two which has been gold it's 
on top of all that, you can, you know, it's just sort of common sense as well. Yeah. If, you, if, you, if your employees are happy, well, they're going to go, want to go that extra level and, and get a bit more engaged and involved in their work. But yeah, look, there's, you can lead the horse to water with, with some, you can't make it drink, but um, having enough wellbeing champions in your organisation who will push for that cause. And, and that's a generational thing too. Like mm. I'm 43 now, back when I, you know, 20 years ago, my knowledge and thoughts around wellbeing are very, were very different and archaic to the thoughts of wellbeing for 23-year-olds now. Yeah. So, you know, that workforce coming through, they expect organisations now to have their wellbeing front and centre. Otherwise, they won't come and work for you. And we can see now with, you know, staff shortages everywhere. I've actually given this example a few times is that I see similarities between the workforce and and sort of AFL footy, for example. Yeah. You know, the, the power is with the with the players now in the AFL, you know, they can chop and change and, and do, and certainly clubs can do it to them as well, but the players have got a lot more sort of say and uh, in where they want to go. And certainly you see that around draft time Yeah, and it's no different out in the real world. Like it's um, staff now coming out of COVID, especially they pick and choose where they want to work. Um, the powers with those. Yeah. The powers with, with the, the employees. Yeah, now. Definitely. yeah. So it's definitely up for the, up to the employers now to have a psychologically safe workplace, a, a workplace that cares for you and can support you otherwise. And that a lot of that's around, you know, working from home or the hybrid ap- approach as well. Um, we've got a lot of our clients, you know, they're knowing known they're going back to five days a week in the office. Yeah. Uh, not just our clients, but, but everywhere. What do so, you think of all that? Uh, the, the working from home thing? Have you seen a shift Good or bad mixture? Definitely seeing more gone to hybrid. Not many at all are going. You just got to walk through the city now. It's not nearly as busy yeah. as, it, as it was. Different for blue collars who need to be in the, you know, for the manufacturing, they need to be in the factories yeah. and doing all that. But yeah, certainly a lot of going back from, you know, two days from home, three days in the office or, or vice versa. I don't mind it myself. Like with, with our staff, you know, even our head of schools, Holly Seabold, Holly lives in Sydney, uh, our head of partnership and sales, Nikita Porth, she lives in Brisbane. And we, we've, what we've learned from COVID is you can still run a business, yeah. a successful business without that. Paul and I are full-time, live in Melbourne. You know, I try and make sure Fridays I'm at home to sort of my admin catch-up day unless I'm coming into Dawson D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe this might be a fortnightly, monthly yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of setup, you know. <laughs> um, and, and Fee, our head of ops, you know, Fee's in a couple of days a week and the rest from home and we've got our, you know, consultant marketing and counsellors and all the rest. So it's changed and I don't think it's going back to anything going back to what it was that's for sure but that's exactly what you said about treating people like people so exactly. you're, yeah. you're like you said yeah. with the athlete analogy earlier you're trusting that they will do the, the right things outside of the hours and not in yeah to get their body right it's the same kind of deal here you're trusting that okay if you're letting people work from home because i know businesses that are like oh, we can't let people work from home because we don't trust them yeah. which is means when you're sitting at work at your desk you've got somebody constantly watching you checking you like, yeah that. yeah no. so, yeah it, and it, you know you can go the other way and say well if they've got key performance indicators they need to be hitting and as long mm. as you're communicating every week well then it stands out like the proverbial if they haven't been working at home because they're not meeting the targets come mm. close a business friday afternoon yeah. sort of thing so it shouldn't get to that but that's you know that's very much real in a lot of organizations but you know, if you strip it back and go, you know, the catalyst of all of good performance and meeting your targets and allowing your staff a bit more flexibility is looking at their well-being and going, yeah. okay, well, let's let's treat them as human beings and make sure we're their support network just as much as their their work network, and we'll get it back in in spades. Mm-hmm. And even it's you know, you look at in sport where you've got Saints, you could lo- we could lose to you could be playing Collingwood on a Friday night at the MCG. You should have won. You've lost. You're leaving the rooms at midnight. You know we could have the plays in the in the ice baths, middle of winter, by or out in Port Melbourne Beach at six a.m. the next morning if we wanted. You got that much control mm. over them. Having that level of control to the players and in that environment to change culture with that much control can still take a year or two, even with the right people in the right places. It takes a lot longer to build that culture in a less controllable environment, mm. like the like the real world business where you don't have that 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 level. Yeah. So culture takes a long time just to to chip away at, and that's why we need these. You know, every week just checking in, seeing how you're travelling every day if you can to keep keep moving that culture along. It goes a long way into you know your performance at the end of the day. Now you've worked with some amazing athletes. I want to hear a bit about this. So you've ticked off basketball you've mm. ticked off afl you've ticked off rugby nrl bit of tennis mind you as Lovely. well 
Let's start off with footy. Because <laughs> on the Saints, we all know Nick Rowe, crazy runner, crazy athlete. You, you got anything you could share about, oh, you know, Rui, maybe <laughs> a running story? Because is that true what he would do before a game? He would just yeah, sprint kilometres? Yeah, like. Yep. Actually, you wouldn't have been happy with that, would you? <laughs> were, you were you one of those? Were you one of those guys that said only ten shots a goal? You know, no, I, God, no. no. Okay, I used to good. pride myself on being the coach's fitness coach. Okay, yeah, yeah. you like got to you got to be realistic. Oh, one of the best for Rue is we would assess the GPS data of of players, so we know what's an absolute maximum type volume of running a player, a mid, you know, full class midfielder would do. In a game, how many of those meters above twenty kilometers an hour are they running? How many? meters above 80 percent you know at 80 percent of their max velocity they're running so for example our uh, expert midfielding group which is then looked at across the league as well might do around sort of you know two and a half kilometers above 20 20k in a game right and they might then do around if you include the game and then so if you're in season you've got the game you've got a you know, a freshen up session two days after the game, depending on how your weekly structure is, you, and you'll have another main session that week. Players would do, you know, we don't want them doing too much more than around, you know, say 5,000 metres above 20K an hour for an entire week, including the game. I remember when Rui, so Rui's wife is Texan. She, they were over, they went over to the States, and Rui being his age. So we're talking, you know, only his last two years of footy. And now I think you'll love me telling you this story. <laughs> Rui came back first or second session, and we said, right, mate, just... Let's not be stupid here. And classic Rue. It was, you know, red rag at a bull. So he punched out over five and a half thousand metres above 20K an hour oh. in one session. Oh. In one session, <laughs> which is more than what a player would do an entire week, including the game. And wow. it was like, holy hell. Yeah. That's so insane. just, and he's a key forward. He's not a midfielder. Yeah. He's mm. a key forward. So if you are a key defender, You've Good got luck. to be fit. Yeah. So he's just up and back, up and back, up and back. Astounding. Yeah. One of the best athletes. Sean Dempster, another great yeah. one. Good he, biceps, Saints, that bloke. Yeah, good rig. <laughs> great rig. But yeah, he's a freak. Absolute freak. Yeah. Do you see yourself going back into that environment one day? Is that something you... Um, not now, but you never say never. But mm. it's in terms of impact on... Others, it, this is massive what we're doing now at Readiness. Yeah, it's just definitely. awesome. I certainly enjoy the weekends back, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah, yeah. And it's uh, it does take its toll on you. Like there's not many people who've been in sport, whether they're a player or a staff member, come out the other end feeling fresh, that's for sure. But, yeah, oh, I'll, I'll probably get back into it one day, whether it's in fitness or in well-being. There's a you know, whole mm, new area now I love yeah. doing. Yeah, so, but certainly, you know, the last three years has been a really good sort of you know, feather in the cap or a string to the bow, whatever they say, in a in really focusing in on that performance and well-being um, area that you can take out to anywhere. Um, and we've got the program, the platform around that. But yeah, I'd I sort of look back now, going what I know now, and it comes with any anything you do in the experience. And what I know now, I would have I probably would have done a few things different twenty years ago and five years ago, sort of mm. thing. But it's um that's a good thing because we're evolving. Yeah, I think, and especially, you know, the increase in women's sport now, which is fantastic. Yeah, there's a there's going to be a lot more jobs back in the day, D, if you had to stuck with it, mate. You know. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, that's right. Come on, D. A Didn't, lot more yeah. jobs around in that with, with women's sport taking off, which is fantastic. My daughter's a great little under-14 basketballer in the state sort of stuff and, and Jerry owns the WNBL team, the Southside Flyers, is brought on Lauren Jackson. So, you know. Uh, really? Yeah, being a father of, of a daughter and I've got a son, Tommy, as well. Yeah, you, you change your tune, you put your dad, your papa bear hat on and it's like, yeah. right, get into the schools and get the well-being going and then we're going to yeah. see if we, what we can do with, with women's sport as well and the opportunities yeah. there, which is – and it's – I mean, it's gone. I mean, AFLW is massive yeah. now, huge. Yeah. I worked – well, when I was at the Saners, that's majority of the time I was with the VFLW yeah. girls. Yeah, and. I often said to people, I misjudged a lot of the, that environment, yeah. like and especially women's sport and, and footy. And when I got in there, actually at the end, I, I resigned from my role. Mm. And the footy ops at the time got one of the, I didn't know, but the captain came down and kind of presented me with a little gift and said, thank you. And I, I didn't know what to say. And I just kind of, I, I was very, I was pretty blunt though. I said, look, I started in this space mm. really not knowing much yeah, about yeah. women's sport. Mm. And I just said, like, it's been such an awesome mm. eye-opener. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. often got people will go, like, oh, they don't score in games or, mm. the, you know, the, you, like, compared to the men, why would you want to go and watch? But I would always say to people, I had this different outlook now because I'd actually been 
in it. Inside, yeah. And yeah. you saw how hard they worked. Yeah. And yeah. you saw how, how good they were. How grateful they are. Yeah. The girls mm. are so good. Kep- They're so grateful. Well, compared, compared to, to the, the boys, oh, yeah. how they would treat the environment, <laughs> what, what would you say, the facilities. Yeah, like yeah. the girls were just so very like, it's great. It's awesome. Yeah. And yeah. On, well, I guess women in sport, comparing the team aspect that you've had for a long time, what was it like being on tour with an individual Alicia, athlete? Yeah, very different. Alicia Mole was great. She's awesome. Train hard. Train very hard. The big thing with individual sport is is that you miss the you miss being part of the team. And so many yeah. times you hear of tennis players and boxers and all this going. Oh, they, they need their own team and entourage because they it's a very very lonely place. And yeah, Mole was great. Plenty of travel. I would sort of go on on the tours with her where. We were treated a bit more like a training, which she'd play, but she treated a bit more like a training block. So she'd literally, you know, finish a game. Tokyo, great example. We have a three-setter against Venus one day. We straight out off court, shook hands, and then off for a, for a session, you know, a training session. Really? So we'd train all, all the way through because she was getting ready for the bigger events. So I would go on wow. those tours with her as opposed to when she's there to absolutely mm. perform, she'd be, with the, she'd be with the coach. So it's just the two of you, like you're – Almost of the trainer, that's almost secondary. You're her mate, her counsellor, her, her psych, her parent, her um, eating partner. You know, you'd have meals together, you'd travel together and, and it's it was awesome, don't get me wrong, but it's pretty brutal and can be pretty lonely too. So, mm. you know, you, you could be at the... You could be at the Torquay tennis courts by the end of it because you're either at tennis courts, you're in a hotel room, a hotel lobby, or on or an aeroplane. So you can see why a lot of you know swimming has gone through it. A lot of yeah. individual sports, you know, they come out with some mm. with some well being issues at the back end of it because it's um, yeah they haven't got that connection and, and that proper support around them that you you just get every day in, in a team atmosphere. What did Don Elgin say? He, he shared an unbelievable stat about. How many Olympians oh, yeah. at the end of the Olympic Games commit suicide? Yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah. I can't remember the exact yeah, stat because but you work so hard for four years yeah. for this one moment, and then if you even even if you succeed, he said, "I mean, now what? Now what? Where's yeah. your identity at? Yeah. Like, what's what? You got to wait yeah. another four years." And I can't imagine. And I know we hear a lot about tennis players, mm. but I'd love to interview one one day because yeah. I just find it fascinating. Because you said the well-being side of things, we just seem to hear a lot more brutal stories yeah, yeah yeah and it's i mean a good thing with team sport as well compared to the olympics you mean you know you look at this you remember shane kelly his foot slipped out of the, the i don't remember the that. pedal at the olympics and yeah. you know he's got to wait another four years until he can have another like four years it's unbelievable <laughs> yeah, it's crazy I yeah. mean, you could retire in that time yeah but, yeah you know, we i don't know, we would always say to the players in whatever sport you had an ordinary game but come on you got to wait six days and you can have another crack at yeah. it. Yeah, um, yeah, that's so true. And in in basketball, even different. Hey, we're on in twenty one hours time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry well. about that, missed three. three Sorry about it, mate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you'll get another crack at it tomorrow yeah. night. Isn't, yeah. that, isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah. We've got a lot of teachers that listen to this show. So mm-hmm. talk to us a little bit about the the school side of things, because if you're saying you know it's driven by the person, people have to be quite disciplined to be able to go into this app mm-hmm. and answer the questionnaires. How do you get a school sort of involved and committed to it? Yeah. So, again, a lot like leaders in business or coaches in sport, if you're not in good nick, what do you expect mentally or physically, whatever, you know, you, you want to be able to – what do you expect your students or your athletes or your workers to be if you, if you can't and you're passing on your knowledge mm. to them? So looking after teachers – is massive. We had a, we've got a teacher self care program okay. that we've we, we've launched, and that's been taken really well. And and again, learning on that aspect is looking after the teachers because a lot of them. I mean, I was blown away with two young kids in the past two years with lockdowns. A, I couldn't do what they do in terms of patience and looking mm. after the kids. But you know, they were they had schooling online. A lot of these teachers had their own kids themselves and expected to look after them obviously as a parent as well yeah we've got a teacher self-care program that we've got we're launching our school program next year but so is that tailored at the teacher not the student teacher and the student oh, and the student yeah, yeah so we've got all written all the over 50 plus topics with all the curriculum from grade one to six all written up and ready to go they just got to implement it we've got wow. track yeah and we look after the teacher as well their well-being as well and i'm sort of you know with holly Seabold, our head of schools is really big on learn live lead so learn about an, an aspect of well-being yourself. So if you learn about it and understand yeah. it, you can then and then live it yourself. So actually action what you've learned, and then you're ready to lead it. So I love that. Yeah. yeah so learn, learn, live, leads just a great little rolls off the tongue beautifully. Yeah. But if you again coming back to that sort of scenario, I said about 
if you make it that behavior change stick over time have a bit of knowledge about it it's that's sort of what it's what we're about mm. learn learn the aspect live it yourself and act it and then lead others and help others we've been talking about this recently Carnes. like when you see a trainer that might be a bit overweight yeah that's training someone else mm. and it, we get frustrated at it sometimes mm. because oh i'm not an athlete i'm not in the best shape of my life either but at the same time it's when you see someone that is training someone that doesn't know anything about exercise yeah. or yeah. getting yourself into shape Practicing what you preach. It's just so important. That's exactly it. Just practice what you preach. Whether it's in whatever area of yeah. expertise it is, you're going to have – your customers are going to stick with you or people are going to follow you a lot more if you've gone through it and you understand it yourself and you you live it yourself. So you don't – you know, a lot of the good coaches out there would, would never ask an athlete to do something they've never done them. They would never do themselves or never done themselves. So – and then mm. for that, from a physical re- – viewpoint but also the emotions that go on inside your head yeah. in, in and around that that activity too so if you've had experience it's like anything if you've had experience in something you're a lot more confident about it in teaching others and you know mental health's a huge one stigma's massive still i mean it's i think stigma's improved a little bit coming out of COVID. it's it's on the front of everyone's mind a little bit more now which is which is a good thing but the more we know about it mental health and well-being ourselves. And the more comfortable we are about talking about it with others as well, well, then that stigma goes. And that's sort of around mm. our, not only our school program next year, but also our current business platform now is that we want it to be comfortable being able to put your hand up going, yeah, look, I'm not great. I know where to go and who to mm. see. And until that day that you walk in with a, your arm in a sling <laughs> and we're going, mate, what happened? It's mm. a bit different if, you know, you're flat and you're going, oh, gee, this, yeah. is, what's going on there? Mm. Some people go, well, yeah, you don't want anything to do with that because they don't know how to have that conversation or they're not comfortable in yeah. that. So that's what we're striving for is to, is to get that right. And then once people are comfortable like that and if we can get that uh, action and that stigma reduced from a really young age all the way through, then we're going, we're going pretty well. Yeah, mm. love it. I've got a couple of questions for Simon before we, uh, before we sort of you wrap it up. You said that very like uh, – well, I'm a bit nervous. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. said oh, like These, these, are, these are throwing you under the bus. No, there. no, I'm not you throwing you under the bus. You have to give me another coffee. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, these questions – so I want to – this is totally unrelated. You'll laugh at this probably, Doss. Um, <laughs> since we started this podcast, it's been a bit of a theme that we've noticed just you know, hanging out, going to a lot of sporting events. And it's great that we could finally ask a sports scientist this question. Doss <laughs> <laughs> knows where this is going. I'm real nervous. Um, we've noticed upon our research that we've come to probably, what, 90%? Are you comfortable to yeah, say? Yeah. Sports scientists are bald or do not have a great deal of hair. Now, you look like you're blessed. I'm going with, okay. okay. You're, going, right. you're, going, okay. you're going well. But you're going you choose well. to shave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a choice. Thank Christ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, I don't know how much longer, but yeah. No. So is it some kind of prerequisite when you finish, like, <laughs> to be in the uni that, like, when you finish your degree, that to be in the industry, you need you to. You need to shave. Yeah. yeah, yeah because it just seems that we just noticed. They just, is it the testosterone? Like, what's. It could it be, stressful? Mate. Have you noticed this, Simon, or stress? is it just us? I'm going more. I had. We did a. <laughs> we did a. Like a. Advertisement thing, temper mattresses are one of our great clients. Yeah, yeah awesome. Temp, they're they're yeah. outstanding. And we did a um, piece to camera. Temper, if you're listening, temper, uh, yeah. Jace, Jace, yeah. might need a Look few after mattress. us. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's very squeaky. It's very squeaky. <laughs> <though. Yeah. laughs> does, he, does he keep you up at night? Does he Sometimes, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. 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 Is it a long yeah. squeak or a pretty uh, short squeak? <laughs> it's getting better. Yeah. <laughs> and I was looking back at the footage, going. Gee, I'm getting old. Like I'm getting yeah. so old. And then it was only actually this morning. And I'm going to replay this to my daughter. Holly walked in. My daughter walked in, and I was on the computer going through a few emails. And she took a photo. Just had my dressing gown. Oh, old man, yeah. mate. I've got a dressing gown. gown. I, I'll got yeah, a dressing gown. Great. I love them. Yeah, <laughs> I've should have ran a lot earlier. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Like I was sort of half like this. Didn't have my glow. Wear contact lenses. I was probably squinting into the screen. And she took a being a smart aleck. Took a couple of photos. Oh. And then she walks out, and I heard her say. Gee, Dad looks. Dad's looking old, isn't he? Sounds like an Ashley Martin commercial. <laughs> and go, yeah. She said that what, what, without thinking you heard it. Oh, knowing her, she would have said it loud enough to just okay. to, just to get the little rib tickler in there. Yeah. 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 Oh, I was thinking, wow. oh, geez, we're you know, the wife's going, mate, you're forty three. You know, you're not twenty three anymore, and it's. I'll, we, t- it, I'll take that. Yeah, I'm starting to. Yeah, yeah. I think it's um when players used to walk in. To preseason with a shaved head, it was. All, we, I used to say, "This is their get to work haircut." Oh, I used yeah. to love it. Really? They, yeah. yeah, love it. They go right here. They're, they're here to work. I love that. 
get to work haircut is or just no mucking around. They're dodging hair samples. Or they're, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If they've shaved under their arms and everywhere else, yeah. then they've been, they've been doing things they I, probably should. I, I did want to discuss this because I thought, but I just thought it wasn't appropriate. But you've just gone with no, it. Go with yeah. it, mate. Yeah. That's all right. I was a bit Same nervous. Oh, that's sports. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, oh, the I just thought we'd yeah. ask because we brought it up a few times. I don't know why we'd know. Yeah, we just I think I'm going okay. It. You're going yeah, well. I yeah. just wanted to know. No, you're fine. We just noticed, um, like every time we go to a soccer game, like, all over the world, it's, it's too. a lot of soccer. We're in, we're in we're in England and we're watching the players warm up and we're like. There he is. There he is. Like <laughs> we get, you can picture. Like he's the yeah, he's, he's a fitness bloke. He's a yeah. fitness bloke. <laughs> anyway, just one of those. My second question for you too. Yeah, now, you're probably not aware of this, but we are putting together a Dawson D All Australian team of all our guests. Now Ooh. there's 22 spots. Ooh, what we've had, we've probably had about 70 odd guests. Firstly, we'll talk about that off air. <laughs> yeah. um, but where would you be slotting yourself in um, now? What kind of footy? Okay, we're talking, yeah, we're talking about okay. But other attributes too. Right. Leadership, it's, you know. Right, okay. But um, if you, but I could be your fitness coach if you want. True. But yeah. if you wanted to play, where would you slot uh, yourself in? Oh, back pocket. I'm the back defender. Pocket. Well, Justin Peckett's probably on the ha- other back, in the other back yeah. pocket at the moment, so you could line up with him. Oh, it's unfair. I mean, you've had Hurdy and <laughs> Richo and, I mean. Um, J- J- Jared Spindles Grant. Yeah, uh, that's a good forward line. Yeah. <laughs> I am more comfortable Keeping defending. Okay, we played a um, played a couple of games of the dad's footy, like when the when the kids were early in primary school. So like hamstrings were going left, right, and centre. It was so funny, <laughs> but it was uh, you 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 go back to what you know best. Like I was like they put me forward pocket. I think I told them put me forward pocket. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll have six to you for, by half time. <laughs> I would have had six touches the whole game. But you go back into your what you know best and just back pocket. Let me pick up the resting rover. Okay, and. I'll just be on him, Libba. I'll be yeah. on him like yep. there's no tomorrow, like. and I'll make sure we're fit. Mm. Yep, I'll make sure. I promise you, we'll, we'll be fit. Okay, yeah. Yeah. that's a yeah. good. That's a good. There you go. Go. We're probably coming pretty close. We're nearly at an hour, but I want to know if you can, mm. Jerry Ryan, like great man. Can you just share a little bit about who he is? I know you mentioned him already, but the stature that he is right in in Australia, especially like he's so well known. Your your relationship with yep. him, and mm. have you been shocked at just? Like his ability to to create these businesses yeah. and um, invest, and he'll hate me talking about him for starters because that's what he's like. He just doesn't want. So, mate, bought up Jaco from off, on his desk. He's got the first little caravan he bought. Wow, uh, he bought. He made himself. Yeah. Sorry, he made himself, and then into the juggernaut it is now. Yeah, you know, he's won Order of Australia medals for service to community. It's ridiculous how I'd say every fortnight. And I know, I think I know him really, really well. Like we've, you know, we met back in two, we've known each other 12 years now. He's very much been a mentor to me and I'm probably one of the rare ones that can have a bloke to bloke sort of footy club conversation with him. And I think that I was, you know, supported him and and loyal to him at Storm and all the way through the Saints with, with what he does for the club and making, but having those sort of conversations with him all the way through, just like a mate, you know, bloke's worth all that money and that big statue, you certainly be question marks every time someone talks to you, like, what do they want? Well, he would often walk past in uh, in South Melbourne, our office, the marketplace. I'd be too scared to talk to and him. And that's the other thing, yeah. People either want something from you or they're, they're too scared. But deep down, I want to say g'day and introduce myself. And he would, mate. He's, a, he's You wouldn't know. Like, he's just a gold. He's an absolute champion. Wow. And it's probably every, as I was saying before, every two weeks or so, I'll come across something. Oh, Jerry's involved with that. And it's like, what? <laughs> it's, it's like there a chocolate is. factory, or it's a, <laughs> yeah. It's a, it is it, every week or two. It's like, oh yeah. And now it's like, oh yeah, right. That's another one. But he's just humble, so supportive, and certainly in what we're doing now, yeah. that just rings awesome. true. Like when we discuss what we what we want to do, he's and he's happy me to sort of talk about this. Is yeah, you know, we firstly wanted to start with schools. He's, you know, he, his grandson had some anxiety issues. One of mine's got some. Most everyone we know probably knows someone with, with anxiety or whatever. And he said, "Let's just get this done." You know, he certainly he he talks the talk, he walks the walk, and he backs it up and supports you all the way. Mm. And you know, he's been huge in female sport um, in Australia as well. Oh, he's he's a, he's a good man. Yeah, and just very humble. And yeah, amazing how many people say that. Oh, there's Jerry. I don't want to go. <laughs> Opposite, go and say good day. Yeah, come and doss your big wimp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so finally, to kind of wrap up, how do people get in contact with you, or how do people get in, involved? Um, yeah, readiness.org.au is our website. It's probably easiest there. There's connections there, or Simon at readiness.org.au is my email. 
yeah, jump on. We're, we're um, I don't even like using the term clients. They're more partners. Sure. You know, we we really, as I said earlier before, we really customise what you want and and how and what you want to see and what you want to do in, in your wellbeing journey. And um, so we've got a really diverse list of clients. Our school program's starting up as well. And yeah, jump on. Yell out, give us give us a shout out, and, and we'll awesome. um, and, and boys, I think we'll we might be having a chat later on. Definitely, too, yeah, to try definitely. And get around that, mate. Yeah, some media stuff and social sure. media stuff. But good times ahead. Look yeah, out thanks for, the, for having me. Look out for the readiness podcast coming yeah, soon. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you for thanks, joining Simon. us. It's been awesome. Thanks, boys. Thanks, You've guys. done well. wasn't that episode just awesome oh mate i got so much out of it i'm sure you did too and of course thank you to everyone who listens guys if you haven't already go and subscribe to the podcast over on apple Podcasts and spotify for sure and please leave us a five-star review on apple it goes such a long way to helping the show and of course you have your chance to get a shout out don't forget to go and follow us over on instagram as well what's the instagram dude it's at dawson d underscore d-o-s-a-n-d-d underscore see you next week <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you in the next episode